beautiful thing when you allow the Holy Spirit to do what he does best. I'll tell you this much, it's so easy to be up here when you know that it's, it's nothing to do with you at all. That every time we gather, be about him and his word. It's not a show. It's not a form of entertainment. You begin to find purpose when you understand that we are called to live for him and know him and be known by him. Anything outside of that doesn't really matter. You know, what's the point of getting together and me hyping you up and you leaving and you have a joy, a temporary excitement, but you leave this place not hungering for him more. Honestly, we could literally say amen and leave right now and can stay right where you are. If you guys are comfortable where you are, if you want to come up here and and sit. Um, There's something specific as we kind of move forward. Everything that Skylar said and, and Leanna said, everything that we prayed, it's It's so amazing when Holy Spirit moves because it's like, you know, we didn't get together beforehand and plan out a plan of how this is going to go. The Holy Spirit moved and, you know, I almost wanted Skylar just to to stop because he was pretty much preaching exactly what I was, felt on my heart to share. And and if you guys, you know, uh, bear with me tonight, I want to share this specific word and I want to share scripture. I want to throw some scripture at you, but I want to share something from my heart. You know, there's a lot of words being tossed around and and prophetic words of the new year. And, you know, everyone seems to have something different and, and that's fine if, you know, maybe it's for their church or for their family. And, you know, I just, I don't have this complex prophetic word, but I do know that that I want this year to be the year that I die to myself more than I ever have before in my life. And I'm gonna burst some of your guys' bubbles here tonight, but 2024 isn't your year. It's not our year. If we desire to die to ourselves, then it's gotta be his year. So you're the Lord, it's, it's, it's about him. And, man, the maturity process as a believer is no easy task. 
In fact, the Lord has been, we, we, my wife and I, we took the month of December off. Um, our last house fires was December 1st. And um, we wanted time to be with our boys and kind of just step away and, and hear clearly from the Lord of what he desired. And, and when we're maturing and, and we have this desire to want to constantly grow, then we have to be willing to confront things in our lives that we don't want to confront at times. Or maybe even things that we forgot that were there. And I pray in Jesus' name that I can articulate this this message and get my point out without crying because he is so good and even when he disciplines us and he corrects us he's still such a loving father and it's so necessary for us to to grow it says that that if we don't let him discipline us then we are not children of God and that even though in a moment discipline never feels great. He has something greater for us planned. Second Peter 1.8 real quick. And I'm going to be throwing some stuff, so if you guys, I mean, I may not read everything word for word, but if you write it down, please study it out. I always say, it doesn't matter what I say, you find it in scripture. Everything I say, write down and you dissect it and you look to scripture to see what scripture says. It doesn't matter if it's your favorite preacher, evangelist, your parents, your best friend, you find it in scripture. Because if it's preached and it's not in scripture, it's not worth holding on to. Amen. First Peter 1 real quick. I'm going to set this up for uh, verses, verse 5. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, into godliness, mutual affections, into mutual affection, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We must continue to grow every day and mature every day. In order, to not, in order to not be ineffective and unproductive, we have to be consistently moving forward and becoming more Christ-like every single day. Which means, like I said, confronting things that you don't want to confront. We have to pray hard prayers like God search me and be okay with what he finds because he wants to get rid of those things that don't belong. 
And I've been reading Haggai, if you guys even know this book existed in the Bible. It's between Zephaniah and Zechariah. Two chapters. If you guys can find it real quick, we're going to be dissecting some stuff here. And um, I'm going to be sharing something personal with you guys. It's Old Testament, in case you didn't know. Haggai. And the reason this whole thing started, we were, we were in Colorado. We took a trip to Colorado. And, um, you know, we were with our boys. And, and uh, we were just asking the Lord to just speak to us. And, and I remember waking up early and, and just praying as I was reading this, this book. And I always go back to the Israelites. I always talk about the Israelites a lot because in 1 Corinthians 10, 12, well, in 1 Corinthians 10, it talks about how the Israelites, their story was written down in Scripture for us so that we would learn from their mistakes. And there's a Scripture in 1 Corinthians 10 that really hit me hard as we were in Colorado. And it says, 10, 12, it says, if you think you are standing, be sure not to fall. you think you are standing, be sure not to fall. I thought it was really interesting as I was reading this and the Lord began to speak to me. If you think you are standing, be sure not to fall. Can I get Austin? Can you come up here real quick? felt like you were sizing me up there for a second, bro. Okay. So Austin, he is my friend. And okay, I pushed him, and he did not know I was going to push him. And he was not ready. But now, Austin, I'm going to push you now. Why did I not, well, why was I not able to push him the second time? Because he was ready and he was on his guard. The first time he had no idea what I was going to do. But the second time he knew that there was going to be something that was going to come and apply pressure. But he was ready for it. This scripture in 1 Corinthians 10 says, if you think you are standing... Be careful not to fall. Why? Because we as humans have a tendency that after a good week of service or that amazing conference that we went to, we come back home and face reality. And we're so spiritually high off of that moment that instead of being on your guard and pressing in, we relax. And we let our guard down. When do you think the enemy is going to come and push you and shove you? Wow. 
Did you know there are gazelles if you watch the nature animal station? There are gazelles who will be running from the lions and they'll be running for so long that they actually forget why they were running in the first place. And they begin to slow down. And then the lion, who is consistent, continues to chase until the gazelle slows down and forgets why he was running. And then the lion will get the gazelle. Thank you, bro. Appreciate you. This is what this scripture is saying. This is why this scripture hit me hard is because I feel like the Lord was speaking to me. When things are going good, prepare yourself. That you don't fall and become so prideful or so full of self. That you think that you can just coast off the anointing or coast off of a message. Or coast off of an event straight into the new year, all 2024. Is that God is calling us to consistently daily die to ourself and grow and mature. And as I was reading Haggai, if you guys are there, are you guys there? Haggai chapter 1, there's, there's two chapters, 50-50 chance to get it. Haggai 1. The history behind Haggai is that the temple was destroyed and in 538 B.C. King Cyrus said, you know what, you guys can go back and you can rebuild your temple. And they were exiled, and so they, they were coming back in, and they were, they were going to rebuild their temple. And it said that there was pressure from the enemy and distractions from the enemy. And it said they got to the point where they eventually became passive. If you look in verse 4, verse 3, then the word of the Lord came to the prophet Haggai. Is it a time, is it a time for you yourselves to be living in your paneled houses while the house remains in ruin now this is what the lord almighty says give careful thought to your ways you have planted much but have harvested little you eat but never have enough you drink but you never have your fill you put on clothes but are not warm you earn wages only to put them in a purse with holes in it if you actually back up to verse 2, the people actually tell God, the time has not yet come to rebuild the Lord's house. See, they stopped building because of the pressure from the enemy was too much. Let me, t- let me let you guys know something. Is that if you're building something for the Lord, the enemy is going to come. If you stop building... He is totally okay with you being there. And when we started house fires, man, the fire and the pressure. It wasn't even so much as the enemy. It was actually other believers at time. But the pressure and the trials and the tribulation and the attack of the enemy was so much. I remember telling Leanna, babe, I almost think it's just so much better for us just to stop. Because I'm tired of getting hit. And the enemy, or the Lord spoke to me so fast. That would be the easy way out, wouldn't it? 
And they became so passive in Haggai that they stopped building the house of the Lord and they began to focus on their homes. And they said, it's not time to rebuild the house of the Lord yet. And he sends prophet Haggai. And he says, you guys have been living so comfortable in your paneled houses while the house of the Lord lies in ruins. And I'll be honest with you guys, when I was in Colorado and I was reading this, I was thinking about you guys. And I was like, I'm going to preach their socks off when I get back. And the Lord spoke to me and says, that guy's for you. And I said, excuse me? Yeah. That's, that was my response. Like, nah, like, Lord, come on. But he spoke to me very, very clearly. He says, that guy's for you, CJ. I said, what do you mean, God? You're going to have to show me and, and, and give me confirmation. And I, I, I weeped. I remember crying. I'm like, God, no, no. What, what is it? What is it? Show me what it is so I can take care of it. And sure enough, Christy, she lives in our basement. She's our best friend. She has a dream about me that night, literally. And she tells me the next morning. That was the same night. And in this dream... I had this giant wad of cash, right? And the Lord told me, give it all away. And I began to count the cash, right? I was holding it. I didn't want to. And then he told me, I need you to trust me. I need you to give all of it away. And there was a point in your dream when I was counting the cash before I gave it away. I know this. I don't know why I'm asking you. That was just that one part I didn't know. But at the very end, I got to the last bill, and I put it in my pocket. And then I gave the rest away. I'm being really vulnerable with you here, guys, because I want you to understand something. One, pray for your leaders, please. We're not perfect. But two, I want you guys to understand that I and we and any of us cannot lead effectively unless we're willing to confront these things. Unless we're willing to look at it and say, God, search me. Search me. Please, God, search me. Find the area that I am lacking in. And so after she told me about that dream, I said, Lord, are you you sure that's for me? (laughs) And I began to pray about it, and I felt the Lord say, you, you are so satisfied with giving the 99 and, and keeping one, but you're okay with the sacrifice, but you have been disobedient. And God requires and desires obedience over sacrifice. Congratulations, CJ. You gave the giant wad of cash away, but you held on. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, there's an area that you've held back from me. There's an area that you have not trusted me in. And we wonder sometimes why we planted much and we harvested little. And why we eat, but we never have enough. And why we drink, we never have our fill, and we have our clothes, but we always are cold. 
And it's like we make all the money in the world and we put it in our pockets only for it to fall out. Why? Seek first the kingdom and all these things. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added on to you. We have been so focused. I was so focused, even if it's a small area, building my own kingdom and not building his. So focused on my wants, what I need to do, what I need to get done, that I haven't even bothered to ask, Lord, what can I do for you? How can I build your kingdom? And I I fell on my face, and I began to pray, and I cried out, and I said, Lord, I, I repent. I trust you. And there was a certain amount that held my heart. And I'll be honest with you, I was really nervous. And I, and I doubled it. And I clicked the sin button. And I got on my hands and knees. I said, God, it is all yours. I have no right to it. I'm only here because of you. I'm only blessed because of you. I only have an amazing wife because of you and two amazing children because of you. Everything I have belongs to you. And I began to pray, and and, and I I cried out, and I repented. And the Lord released me and said, now I want you to preach this message. You know, the story of Martha and Mary is very interesting because it says that Martha was distracted by the things that needed done. Things that needed done. They were, they were not less important. They were things that weren't bad. They were things that needed done, but she was distracted by it. Why? Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus, and she began to complain to Jesus. God, why is she not helping and all this? And he says, Mary, Martha, Mary is doing what is best is sitting at my feet and listening and come on we can all agree that tonight with our new year's resolutions and all these things and all that I can just hear all the gym memberships stacking up (laughs) I'm gonna get healthy this year I'm gonna I'm gonna get ripped this year you know I'm gonna I'm going to eat better. I'm going to save up more money, and I'm going, to, I'm going to be better at this. I'm going to be better at that. And how many of our New Year's resolutions involves, Jesus, I want to know you more intimately. God, I want to, this year, I want to build your kingdom more than my kingdom. This year, Jesus, it's all about you. I want to read and understand my word more. I want to dissect it more. I want to worship. I want to pray longer. Lord, I want to be in deep prayer. I want to do this. And it all starts, you're going to find yourself giving up on those New Year's resolutions. Because if you're not putting the most important things first, none of that stuff's even going to matter. And in 2025, when you purchase those gym memberships again, you're going to be in the same boat. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 3, when I was a child, I thought like a child. 
I talked like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put childish ways behind. Which means when you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart and give your life over to Christ, it says that we are not saved by good works, but we are saved for good works. There has to be evidence that what you said that you truly believed. And there has to be transformation that proves and shows to those around you that you truly did give your life to Christ. And it means that when we were a child, when we were our old ways, we talked like our old ways. We reasoned like our old ways. We thought like our old ways. When we gave our life to Christ, we put those ways behind. And those, those jokes weren't so, were not so funny anymore. I don't talk like I used to. I don't look at women like I used to. I don't look at men like I used to. My relationships, they're different because I put childish ways behind. I put the things of 2023 behind. Guys, I want us to start 2024 off right. And the Lord was working on me with this. In Hebrews 12, it says to throw off every weight. It says we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses to run this race marked out for us with perseverance. It says to throw off every weight and thing that hinders you and every sin that so easily entangles us. It's talking about two different things. It's talking about things that weigh us down and sin that so easily entangles us. Talking about sin, he's talking about things that aren't sin. I heard Francis Chan say this. It's not a sin to go swimming with a bowling ball. It's just stupid. (laughs) So there are things that you have justified in your life because they're not sin. But they are weighing you down. There are things that you continually, continued, is that a word, continually? There are things that you've continued, I'll just go with that one, (laughs) continued to do that aren't necessarily sins and you've justified them for so long. But he's saying everything that weighs you down, throw it off. Because we have a race to run. And here it is. And then I'm going to get into my final, I'm going to land this plan here. It says to run the, the race marked out before us with perseverance. Does any of you know how to get perseverance? What does James, what does James say about perseverance? That the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Which means the only way that you'll get perseverance to run the race marked out before you is if your faith is tested. And it produces that so you can run. I want to do something here. Can I get um can I get our worship team up here? 
Like I said, everything is like so backwards tonight, which is totally fine. It's not like it's wrong. I feel like we're, we're, I feel like the Lord is moving exactly how he needs to move tonight, how he wants to move. It's right on track. Verse 7 in Haggai says, this is what the Lord Almighty says, give careful thought to your ways. And he tells them to go up to the mountains, bring down timber, and build his house. Why? So that he may take pleasure in it and be honored, says the Lord. I want everyone right now to just close your eyes. Close your eyes, everybody in the room. And I want you guys to, to pray some things. And don't worry about the person to your left. Don't worry about the person to your right, who's in front of you, who's behind you. No one's staring at you. And I want you to be vulnerable before the Lord in this moment. I want you to pray. And I want you to ask because God is faithful. And he wants you to be free. And I want you to ask the Lord, just begin to pray, you and him, and ask him, God, search me. God, I ask that you reveal and expose to me any area that I have held back from you. Any area that I have been fearful in. Any area that I have not trusted you fully in. Just between you and him. Just say, God, reveal to me what I have not entrusted to you, what I've held back from you. Lord, anything that weighs me down that I am not seeing as sin, Lord, I ask in Jesus' name that you bring it to the surface, show it to me, God, that I may take care of it tonight, Lord. Some of you guys even know, and you're still afraid of it. We've got to be honest with ourselves here. This God loves you so much. He wants you free. you to do now. I'm going to worship to two songs here. And if you feel in your heart that this, that he's shown you, I want us to actually literally in a physical sense, spiritually, I want you to come up to the front as we worship as if in an act of laying it before the Lord at the altar. 
and just saying, God, this area, I surrender to you. I don't want to start off 2024 consumed with self. But God, I want to give it to you tonight. So if you can, if you have something that was revealed to you, can you come up here as we worship? And we just fill this, fill this altar up, fill this area up here of just complete surrender to the Lord. Whatever it is, we're going to worship and we're going to focus on him. We're going to give it to him tonight because he wants to take it. He wants to heal. He wants to restore. He wants to set you free tonight. Tonight.